0: This is a Thursday, Thursday night podcast because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Thursday night podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm joined by the full squad, David Brady and Jordan. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. What's up? Good to be back today. We're going to be touching on a couple off offseason topics Specifically starting with a couple updates to the men's basketball front, Uh, we've finally completed our staff.
1: It's very likely the staff is completed unofficially. Uh, We definitely, since the last podcast, have two assistant coaches on staff. Chris Kreider was the first name we saw. He came from Rice Basketball, and he has been an assistant in the state of Georgia. He was at Georgia Southern. He's been at Georgia Tech. So definitely not losing any Atlanta recruiting, which is a common thread with the two hires that we know of. The other hire being Cliff Warren, who most recently came from UMass basketball. And he also he was on Paul Hewitt's staff at Georgia Tech, and he's been a head coach. He was at Jacksonville University as a head coach. He is the Jacksonville all time winning coach in basketball. He was there for nine years. So two guys with Atlanta experience, two guys with power conference experience. I mean, that's that's what we're going for. Three guys with powered conference experience, counting Rob Lanier.
2: Chris Kreider was at Rice.
1: He's been at Tech. I'm not
2: one to know much about basketball coaches, but this seems like exactly what you want. So, you know, you touched on the Georgia recruiting. I think that was a big part of what people had concerns about with losing Coach Hunter. Chris Kreider has recruited in the state of Georgia before. So, you know, I think that'll hold over with Rob Lanier's staff, which is still good. One thing that I was curious about was if Georgia State was going to be a destination for a lot of transfers from power conferences or other mid-major schools. And since Georgia State just got a transfer from UGA, JoJo Toppin, clearly Coach Lanier is looks to find those guys that are looking for a new home just like Coach Hunter did. So.
0: And I also think that the timing of what we have had conversations with in the athletic department knowing that this is about the time in which players are going to start getting back into the gym doing some individual workouts towards the end of may they're going to get into more some more team organization organized activities um having a coaching staff in place is really important in this aspect is now they're going to be able to start building relationships with the, with the players and getting in the gym together and kind of getting a feel for each other Getting that in as soon as possible is really valuable um, and a team that's in transition for Georgia State like they are right now. Um, so that, I mean, to me is the one thing that sticks out is they move pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, we, I know we were waiting on those last like one or two hires, but I mean, yeah. all the pieces are here now. They just got to go out and do it. And the work starts here.
1: It sounds like we, there's rumors, nothing official, that Jarvis Hayes, who was a player at UGA and who had been in the NBA for a couple cups of tea, cups of coffee, whatever you want to call it. It sounds like he might be the last guy. And it seems it is confirmed from Travis Williams that he is not staying, which is a sad day because we liked what Travis Williams brought to Georgia State being an alum. Uh, but that last name is definitely it's just we're hearing the same thing as everyone else. that That is a possibility for the final spot. Again, if that was the case, it'd be another person who knows Georgia who played in Georgia even. So we'll see how it goes on the coaching front officially confirming those names. I'm assuming that at this point they're waiting for the entire staff to be named to officially release it on the athletics website. So hopefully we see that soon. Within the next, t- next two weeks, it'd be nice so we can officially talk about it next time we do a podcast. David mentioned we have a transfer and... Maybe we're gonna go a little more into detail about who JoJo Toppin is, and David's gonna take that from me. <clears throat> JoJo, which great name, by the way. Um,
2: he is a six-six wing from UGA, uh, Norcross High School. Uh, so definitely close to the atlanta area he at one point ranked in the top 350 prospects nationally which you know take that for what you will but he did lead norcross to a 28 and 4 record i mean which is phenomenal for high school obviously um like i want to be 28 or in anything basically um so it'll be nice georgia state you know they're losing some wings in the next couple of years and what's fun about jojo is he's gonna sit 2019 2020 but he has three years of eligibility left so we'll see this name hopefully for
1: many many years to come so the um, intel the intel i have just from people tweeting about him after he left is that he's a dunker like apparently pre-game he's big up in the slams and that he's kind of a defense guy or he had he had been in high school and that was his primary thing so i like both of those things on the basketball court I like defense and I like dunking, so definitely something I'm excited for when he's eligible. And three years that if you're gonna get a transfer, if he's good, you'll take him for how many years you can get him. But if you can get him for three, that's awesome. I mean, get him for the most you can. It's it's not a wasted scholarship in that it's not like you're you're using it on a senior who's only gonna be there one year. He's gonna be a sophomore when he's eligible. And last time we did that, Devin Mitchell. He turned out OK. Like, <laughs> we got a good thing going with three year transfers from SEC schools, one for one so far. <laughs> <laughs> and Bredia, what, what I think you touched on about how you've seen that he's a really solid
0: defensive prospect for us kind of fits what Rob Lanier said in his press conference when he was introduced that we're going to, you know, keep that same focus. I uh, defensive identity is part of kind of who this team is and that he wants guys to be able to guard all the way up the floor and get into the half court and guard them then and you know be able to bring that kind of defensive intensity so I mean a 6'6 wing 200 pounds I mean I'm assuming he's got you know some good reach that'll be a really key defensive piece I you know just kind of conjecture here but I can see him playing a big role in our defensive system um, when he starts getting minutes uh, after the season.
1: And it doesn't necessarily stop us from recruiting whoever this year. But if we know we've got him in our back pocket for it can maybe continue to point our recruiting in a specific direction for this year for the guys we can play this year. And that's never a bad thing to just have an idea of we've got this guy for this role. So we don't need to necessarily target that in this year or next year's class. The other specific thing I wanted to mention is it's sounding more and more like the guy who has stayed signed. And committed to Georgia State, Chechna Sissoko. It sounds like he's planning on enrolling still. Uh, we had had one signee who's who did not stay through the coaching change. It seems like Chechna, Mr. Sissoko, is going to do so, and so it seems like we'll be able to welcome into Georgia State not too long from now.
2: We're doing really well with these names, like Georgia State is. I'm loving As in all these saying names. Saying
1: them correctly or recruiting <laughs> them, but I'm saying them, recruiting them. We'll soon find out. I mean, (laughs) we had a player yell at us that we were saying his name wrong when he was a freshman.
3: Demarcus Simons, anyone? (laughs) I'm sorry, Demarcus Simmons. That's actually Uh, the first time we've
1: mentioned this story. So, you know,
3: it's actually not. It was mentioned in episode four and somebody uh, commented a question on that I answered on our SoundCloud page.
1: We're we're repeating sound bites. Uh, We've made it as a podcast.
0: (laughs) Also, we're getting comments. So we've also made it.
1: <laughs> so it'll be interesting with all that. Uh it's the recruiting from what we can tell isn't really gonna change much. I mean, who we're recruiting and the size of the guys, it's definitely a new thing. But it doesn't seem like the idea has changed, you know, get good players in, continue to go after high major transfers. And so in that regard, I think that for where we are as a Sunbelt program, if the X's and O's are there and the guys are committing to the program, I don't know that much is gonna change around these parts.
2: We want to talk speculation a little bit or because we know we didn't mention K.J. Lawson and he that's true. He put us on uh, our list um,
1: He's visiting.
2: Yeah, he visited last weekend, correct?
1: I uh, it's either last weekend he visited or future tense is visiting this weekend, I think. OK,
2: yeah. It, um Well, he is coming from Kansas, so, you know, that's a bad basketball school. They don't know how to identify
1: talent. Actually, his, his third school because he was at Memphis to begin with, transferred to Kansas, and now he's transferring again. He would be immediately eligible. Yes, as a grad transfer, he's yeah six eight. Kansas, pretty good basketball school. Uh, they've they've got some basketball players. I'm who sorry, there. they the the streak is over. They didn't win the Big Twelve this year. They're bad. That's something to watch though. Uh, we are among the team that he's taken an official visit to, or is taking a, an official visit to. We're in there on that final list if that's happening. You only get so many of those. Uh, That will be interesting. Uh, I haven't dug too deep into who he is or what he did at Kansas, but if he played at Kansas, he's a guy. And especially at 6'8", tells me that maybe replacing Malik Ben-Levy in the starting lineup, which we need someone who can do that. And if it's a guy who's got some power conference experience, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I've loved this direction of
2: uh, visits and... I don't want to say transfers and recruits. I've loved the direction of the visits, transfers and recruits that coach Lanier has gone for. He is. He mentioned size in his press conference and he has stuck to that very, very strictly. So I like that. I like the direction so far.
0: All right. So moving away from men's basketball news, um, got some Panther pros added to the list with the NFL draft.
1: We didn't forget, (laughs) but the Falcons
0: did.
2: Oof. hit him
1: where it hurts. I will say right in the slot. I, I just would have just loved if Penny Hart could have stayed in the city. It would have been just awesome as a Falcons fan. As someone who's followed Penny Hart's career, it would have been nice. But I'm also happy where he landed. So to confirm the news, Penny Hart is an undrafted free agent. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Chase Middleton, inside linebacker for Georgia State, four year player. He signs an undrafted free agent to go to the Houston Texans. Honestly,
0: this is the Trent Miles connection. As a Giants fan, I'm just so happy that Penny Hart didn't end up on the Eagles.
1: I was bummed for Penny not to get the draft moment to get drafted. But at a certain point, I think teams were weighing like, we're going to get in the bidding war to see if we can pick him up in undrafted free agency. And I do think that probably more teams than didn't probably offered him an undrafted contract. I, I imagine he was a popular name that it was like, we're not going to draft you, but we're interested. And I'm sure that the Eagles did offer. I mean, I'm sure there was a, a connection there with coach miles. And it wouldn't surprise me if Penny was like, no, actually uh, what the Indies doing is awesome. And I want to be a part of that because it is Indies one of the, I mean, they were doing nothing a couple years ago and now they're, they made the playoffs. And the thing is, is T Y Hilton is great one of the more unique weapons in the NFL. But besides that in the receiving core, there isn't like, oh, you've got this guy and this guy and this, like if Penny had ended up in Atlanta, it would have been like Julio, possibly best receiver in the league. Cowan Ridley, exciting rookie. Muhammad Sanu, very reliable. Like there aren't three guys that are definitely better than Penny Hart.
0: I could definitely see him having sort of like an Albert Wilson style, like entry into the NFL in which he plays for the Colts for, a few years makes it kind of a name for himself and then signs a contract somewhere else and emerges as a star for them. Um, but I mean, we all wish Penny, nothing but the best. We're looking forward to watching him grow. Same with chase. I mean, I'm it's just exciting to see guys that we watch here at Georgia state go on and start playing at the next level, wherever they are, except in Philly. I'm just going
1: to say three receivers already put three receivers in the league.
2: Honestly, looking at this cult to depth chart, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything here, but you have T.Y. Hilton not getting moved. Devin Funchess. Devin Funchess That's is a, a name, receiver, I guess. You know, and then you have Zach Pascal, Chester Rogers, uh, and then Doris Mountain.
1: You made that last one up. Sorry,
2: Doris Fountain.
1: <laughs>
0: David, we get it. You like Game of Thrones. You don't have to like <laughs> let let people not like things, man.
1: I'm just saying, if a dude's name is Mountain, he's he's a lineman. He's it's not a Fountain. wide receiver. <laughs> I did I did
2: spell or pronounce his last name wrong. It is Fountain. Um but these aren't guys that I I mean I don't even know Doris. That you didn't that, even know his last name. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I, Obviously, the Colts see something in him. And, you know, you're right. T.Y. Hilton can't do it by himself. So if why not Penny? Why? I think Penny has as good a chance as anybody to make that
1: roster. He'll endear himself to a guy like Andrew Luck because he's a such a reliable route runner. Absolutely. He, a crisp route runner. He's got yak for days if he gets into space. That's
0: uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just hate, 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 hate how you phrase that.
1: <laughs> you know, that's fine. Everyone's got an opinion. Bayon is mean, yak for days. He does. And that's how that Colts
2: team likes to play, anyways. Andrew Luck does throw a deep sometimes, but not, you know, he's not
1: Aaron Rodgers or anything like but that. I, so I do want to bring it back to just the general. I like that we've got three guys from the same position already in the NFL. I I Albert Wilson's the one who's been there more years, and he's injury aside last year, really carved himself out a role in Miami and uh, Robert Davis also got injured in Washington, I especially with where that team's at, still probably going to be building. I think that the energy knocked his schedule back here, but I'm definitely not saying anything. I'm definitely not throwing in the towel for him. I think that he's going to have a chance to have a good year this year. Uh, it's fun to see three Panther receivers in the league. We'll see where Penny gets to by the end of their fall, but it'll be interesting to see where the three of them are at. It's possible two of the three of them or three of the three of them are getting significant snaps in the NFL, which is really cool.
2: Are you trying to tell me that we're gonna turn into wide receiver you?
1: I saying stuff like that, I feel like it's like saying your birthday wish. Like the second <laughs> you say that, it stops That's happening. That's true. So I I am not saying that. I'm not tempting the fate there. Unfortunately for the Falcons,
2: you know, in my opinion, anyway, the best Panther pro Will Lutz is still kicking footballs really, really well.
1: We had more guys um, to make rookie camps. It's slightly different than being an undrafted free agent and less of a secure as much as being an undrafted free agent is a secure position in an NFL roster. Um, Both Michael Shaw and DeAndre Applin we're invited to the Jaguars rookie mini camp, so best of luck to them as well. Get in front of the coaching, see what happens.
0: And honestly, getting opportunities is all you can ask for in this yeah. world. If you know, it's just it's exciting to see guys getting looks at least. I mean, people are taking notice. Georgia State is putting out good talent.
1: I mean, wherever they come from, guys have made careers out of just being in that, getting that one opportunity, doing whatever one mini camp or working, doing special teams, whatever. I mean, NFL guys will find the hardest workers. So if you're willing to put on, that's all you can do. So best of luck to all of those guys involved.
3: Well, that about wraps it up for this week. But before we head out, I just want to remind you guys that if you have any topics or subjects you want us to cover in a future podcast, you can get in touch with us. either on Twitter, on the contact form, on the website, Facebook, anywhere you're connected with us. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you want to cover. And uh, next podcast, which should be two weeks from today, we will be putting a cap on the basketball seniors and give a little bit of a summary of their accomplishments and well wishes as they move on to compete in the pros or go on to their careers and be looking out for that. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and more platforms coming soon. But for the
1: entire crew, I'm Jordan. This has been the Thursday Night Podcast. Thanks for listening. See ya.